I'm telling you to take your pants off. You don't even know yeah. it. They're already off. <laughs> This is L.A. Kings Fan Talk with Rodney, Rob, Darren, Mike, and Joe. Hey, what's up, boys? Let's uh, let's talk some Kings hockey. Hell yeah. Let's do it. Darren, what do you think about the Kings right now? So hot. They're so they're hot. hot. <laughs> yeah, they're... Joe didn't I think he was being a little pessimistic, but all of us were saying eight points, and we've got eight points out of the last four games. We're playing awesome yeah. hockey right now it's a good feeling the rest of us called the eight points i'm just saying yep. but, yeah. i yeah i don't even remember that but uh <laughs> glad to be wrong classic <laughs> defense i like it <laughs> uh fake rob, news, you, right fake news rob what do you think about the kings right now um i i i can't believe how good we are i mean i mean yeah i mean i i can believe it since I did say we were going to win it all, but no, it's, it's the best the team has looked even in the years when we won the, the Stanley cup. I think everybody knew that first year we won it in 2012. It was like a little fluky being the eight seed and it was a battle. And then we were good. And then when we won it in 14, even then you just, I don't know. Maybe it's just from being a Kings fan my whole life, knowing that we've never really been good. This is the most confident I have felt watching watching a game going, we're going to win this game before the puck even drops. And it's, pre- it's pretty exciting to know that we might be the best team in the whole NHL. We just we really might. might be. We yep, just might. We really might Look at, did you see the Bruins get spanked today? Everybody yep. thought they were the best. Yep. And who shut yep. them down? What goalie shut them down? Jake Quick. So a goalie that's not even good enough to be our goaltender shut down the Bruins. So that that means automatically we're the best team, right? <laughs> he's he's like six and zero also, and he's also yes. got really good numbers, better yeah. numbers than he ever had yeah. in LA save percentage and goals against. Wait, we could actually say that by quite a about quite a few ex Kings right now all over the place and in Philly and Arizona and Winnipeg. I mean, we got a lot of ex Kings. You know, out you there. you would think that would help our trade value in the future. We're like, hey, whoever we trade away is going to be amazing for you. Why are we not getting more back? Right. Well, I'll tell you. Uh, what. I think we've gotten a lot of good players <laughs> yeah. back. I yeah. mean, look at that uh, Muzzin trade. I mean, and speaking of that, I mean, I got some crazy, crazy thoughts about some things about who we're trading believe it or not but anyways we'll talk about that another time all right well you, you brought up goalies right so uh darren what are you thinking you loving a uh, copley talbot yeah i think i said a couple shows back you know talbot or copley had a couple games to to prove that he could stay up here and i think he's proved that he could stay up here i mean Obviously, if he has another like stint like he did start season, he may get sent down for Riddich, who has played pretty well in the rain. I think they've they're gone three games in a row without letting in a goal. The rain, um, and Riddich has had two of those shutouts. So, you know, it's pretty awesome down there too. But uh, I, I think we're in a good spot with our goaltending. Hopefully, we can lessen the load on Talbot. I said this a couple games back or a couple pods back too. I was afraid of overusing Talbot. He's been awesome and I love it, but 
you got to be careful with that because he is an older goalie. So if, if Copley can keep playing this way and stealing starts from Talbot, that's, that's only a good thing for us. I love that. Uh, Copley said after that wrap round, he got scored against him. He's, he started working really hard on the post to post stuff. And sure enough today he made an awesome save. Going post to post, and coincidentally, the uh, opposition's goalie made the same exact mistake on right. Trevor Moore's goal. Yeah. I don't know if you did anybody else notice. Yes, because I know that Jim Fox pointed out Copley correcting himself, but that was the exact same thing that uh, Allen did on his goal. So, um, for what that, whatever, whatever that means, but you you forgot to ask me what I think about the Kings right now, Rodney. I feel a little bit left out. <laughs> Joe, just uh, by chance, uh, got any thoughts on the Kings right now? What are you feeling about their play? I don't agree with Rob. Uh, so I was looking at this earlier because I wanted to like be prepared for uh, our discussions. So I'm like, it seems like every time the Kings win, they it's like a blowout. So I looked it up, and 10 of their 13 wins are by two or more goals. Most of them are by at least three, which is incredible. Incredible. Uh, yeah, it's like so. My thought at that time was like, I was confident that the Kings would win when Daryl Sutter was coach. You know, particularly after the 2012 run. Uh, but it was a white knuckle ride a lot of the times. It was a three. Two, it was not, a three two league back then. Yeah. So this is not. This is not that team. This is all right. We're going to score three goals in five minutes, and and then we're just going to keep putting the pressure on, and another one will leak in, and. You know, they honestly probably could have had another couple of shutouts, but what do shutouts matter? It doesn't really matter at the end of the day. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, the goal scoring just the it just reminds me of when Vegas came in and the Kings could not not keep up with them, and they would just score goals in bunches. And we're playing that way now. Yep. And we shoved it down their throats a few weeks ago, which was very satisfying. So yeah, it's uh, I just kind of waiting for uh, the rug to be pulled out as uh, any Kings fan would. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I just curious how they rebound from what they're eventually going to have some sort of a slump or some, uh, you know, uh, stagnant, you know, uh, trade wins for losses and all that stuff. But how, how, uh, how they come out of that, if they, if they look like stalwarts after that, because like right now I just stay this look effortless, like, um, not that it doesn't look like they're trying, but just you know they score goals and yeah. They I'm, just I'm gonna argue. I'm gonna I'm gonna argue with you there, Joe. I don't think we're gonna have that let down stagnant like it. Yeah, we we might come down a bit, but I think we're so deep, so good this year. Yeah. I, I, I it might be one of those years where I are we talking president trophy here. Are we going to be the best team? We're in the conversation I, I, for sure. I, I think we might be the best if, team. If all they, year. Yeah, if they stay healthy, they'll definitely finish top five. Mm-hmm. I would have to guess. Yeah, right. Not well, only that, we, we, we got guys pushing from Ontario. We got right. we got Figimo, we got Turcotte, we got Clark pushing still. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. How about how about if we're not healthy? I, I still say we might not slip all that much. Yeah. Depends on who gets hurt, obviously. But well, yeah. we got we got Lazat and Arvidsson right now. Right, hurt, hurting out, and we haven't missed a beat. Yeah, right. So, Brunstrom scoring seven. What has he got? Seven goals now. Seven goals now. Yeah, fourth liner. Uh, he's a, he's a third liner now, Joe. Yeah, so I know that's going to be a topic later on. So <laughs> I don't want to, you know. So, Joe, since you're talking about 
how hot the Kings are playing right now or how good they look. I remember a couple years ago, you went out to Denver and watched an Avalanche game. And it looked the Avalanche looked like men playing against uh, a Kings kindergarten team, right? It was just absolutely pathetic. I think you walked out early. You couldn't believe how lopsided it was. How do you feel uh, we match up to the Avalanche now? Um, I'm not going to say we're, we're there yet. I, I, th- there's definitely been times, but you know, and that was one game also, but the, the avalanche that year too. Yeah. To your point, we're so dominant. Um, we've definitely looked like that, but I just, yeah, I don't want to get ahead of myself for what 20 games into the season or not even 20 games into the season yet. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, like I said before, it's completely different than when the confidence as a fan that you had that the Daryl Sutter's Kings would win games, win stretches games a lot. Uh, when they win games, which is most of them, it's just an absolute absolute d- domination. The other team really doesn't have a chance. So uh, maybe it's just it's hard as a Kings fan to. Uh, <laughs> you know, think that, uh, that they're that uh, dominating of a force, but we'll see. I mean, like if they continue this for the net, like to say like at the, the all-star break, whatever halfway mark, I don't know if there's an all-star game this year, but if they're at the halfway mark and they're still doing this, then yeah, I'll d- definitely uh, feel that, uh, feel that way. Like where I know that like an opposing fan is, Watching the game they're playing the Kings is feels like they're going to lose. All right, let's uh, let's talk about a coach mixing up lines three and four. What do you think about those uh, line changes there, Darren? I think they've worked. I mean, Grenstrom works pretty well with PL. It looks like. I mean, I, I I know it's not necessarily the lines we liked, but. They've worked. We've won. I, I always maintain I just want him to keep with it for a couple games at least to to let those guys get some chemistry. Right. And and that was the same thing with Fiala. Like we, we were like, eh, maybe it works, maybe it doesn't, and look what happened there. Like it's it's been awesome. So if Grenstrom can pull PL up, you know, his energy, his grind can open space for PL, I think it's it's worth it. Speaking of Grunstrom, how about that slapper he had today, Joe? It's your boy. Yeah, it was shades of uh, Calia. Uh, yeah, uh, no, it was a bomb, dude, for sure. He's and he scored. Uh, so we were doing the who's hotter or not thing. Uh, you know, I was gonna go with him because he's scored two goals the previous week and two goals this week, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but you didn't pick him because he missed that wide open little tap in later in the game, right? <laughs> he should have he should, he should had, had three goals tonight, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, honestly, like, I, it's it's very satisfying to see because, I mean, not that I'm his parent or anything, but like, you know, we knew he had it in him. Bottom line, is, if he eventually goes somewhere else, like, uh, if he gets if he gets second line minutes with a decent. Uh, Ford, I would imagine, or yeah, d- decent playmaker. He'll, he'll touch, get close to thirty goals. I would guess. I mean, he's got a, such a shot, like such a. Uh, it's similar to Cali. If I don't I think Cali was a little bit more precise with it, you know, different players, but um, 
I mean, at this point, I think he's worked himself into into a place where he's a key part of the team. Uh, like just the the physicality, uh, the forecheck, all that stuff, which really is what leads to him scoring goals. But it, uh, there's no denying he's got a rocket of a shot. I mean, I think it's worked overall. Um, uh, again, not to beat a dead horse, but the the, the one person that needs to wake up is PLD, and you know whatever and, until it becomes an issue then i'm not concerned about it but um he he's the only one that's kind of dead weight i mean obviously Lafarriere too but he's a rookie all that you know he gets uh uh, uh yeah he's got rope so yeah what do you think rob um i i don't necessarily think it was necessary but it is what it is um is why did he do it? Is it to to say, "Hey, good job, Grunsham. We we see you, we recognize you. We're going to give you the third line now." I, I'm not sure. I mean, does anyone think Kaliev is this a demotion to Kaliev? Was this a promotion to Grunstrom? I, I I'm just not sure of what why it happened. But I think it. I, I sorry to cut you off. No. I think it's to, to a couple of things. I think it has more to do with PLD and also Fiala. Same. I think he's trying, trying to, to get trying PLD to find going. Find a way for those two guys to to not that they, either of them don't fit anywhere, but to maximize their production right. capability. No, I, I don't think. I don't think the other two though, Grunstrom. I don't think it's a promotion for Grunstrom. Maybe slightly, but I don't think it's a demotion for Kaliev. It's just a, finding a way for those two guys to to gel with some other players right for sure and 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 that's what i'm saying i i just it it makes me sad a little bit for kaliev because i think there's a lot of people out there that that think he can be a 20 goal scorer like this year even and here he is on the fourth line again, and I don't know if he can be a, a twenty goal scorer on the fourth line. Um, he is still on that power pay unit, so there's always that. But he was noticeable today. He he was skating hard today. You, you saw yeah, him a yeah, yeah, he always sure. pushed a guy off the puck on the boards, and he's been doing a lot of that this year, noticeably. Like yep. he's not just noticeable when he's shooting the puck. He's back checking uh, good, you know. yeah. Well, it I know, just be and, one of those ones where, where like, it is a promotion for Grunstrom, but it's coach going to Caliam and say, "Look how he plays. Go play like that. You want to be third line, second line guy. Go play like that." And well, I think that only betters the team. We're so deep; it, it's it's awesome, yeah. and and it sucks that Caliam gets pushed down there. I thought he was going to be a twenty goal scorer this year, so still can be. I mean, yeah, for sure. So. When when Lazat comes back, do you put that fourth line back together? That was our second best line for for a while there. Do you automatically put Grunstrom back on the fourth line and reunite that fourth line of Lazat, Lewis, and Grunstrom? What do you say? I don't know. Um, it was on those player cards. I don't know if you're familiar with the player cards. They give player scores on some metric. And you get a score. They look like oh, he is, yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, that line, the fourth line, I think 
three of the top five guys were the fourth line guys again. Right. So I don't know. I, I don't know. I could see them keeping just swapping Lazat and Jad because Lazat and Kelly have, have played together before. So they probably have a little bit of chemistry. Obviously it's been a while, but I could see them finding a way to get back into it. You know what I mean? And Lewis is just the veteran who plays on there to play on the power or the penalty kill when we need him. So, I mean, the low hanging fruit here is uh, Leferrier. Uh, so, Lazar comes back. Doesn't matter who you put put down there. I mean, you could. I cut. I cut Jared Anderson Dolan before I cut Leferrier. Uh, yeah, but point being is those two are the clear bottom tier of right. the boards. So, you know, Kaliev, I think his time on the fourth line is temporary. Grunstrom, I mean, it does his head scratcher where it's like, okay, well, the coach wants, like, when you're, if you're saying it's true, Darren, coach wants him to play like, or Kaliev to play like Grunstrom. It's like, well, Grunstrom's never gotten out of his fourth line status, basically, for the most part. He's never been given power play time. I, I think, I think everybody, not everybody. I think the co- the coach in the, the the organization knows what they have in Kaliev, and know that he's a goal scorer. But at the same time, definitely has other areas of the game that he needed to needed to work on, or has still needs to work on. Uh, and if he's a if he's a fourth line guy in the future who plays on the power play and scores you ten power play goals a season. Is that a problem? Like, I think that's that's fine. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. I don't think he's going to be a, a fourth line player. But if that's what his future is, that's not a bad future. Like, there's plenty of guys who could be that in the league, and I think that's Joe, fine. Joe, going to what you were saying about cutting, you know, about who the odd man's out and all that stuff. I think this is where the depth does come in. So. When when Lazat comes back, I think he definitely obviously gets his job immediately back. And now it might start being a time Leferriere is waiver exempt. You know, so why not send him down? Bring up Fagamo. Bring up Turcotte. Bring up Fagamo. Bring up these guys and rotate them in with Jared Anderson Dolan. You know, and and give those guys chances. That, well, I'd like to. I li- honestly like to see see, I or not like, but I'd be perfectly fine with seeing uh, Anderson Dolan exposed. Like I, he's just got, been here for what three years sure. now. Uh, so another team wants him. Yeah, it sucks to lose him, but I, I'd he's a fine thirteen. I'd forward. much rather see Turcotte and, and uh, Fagamo or however the hell you say it. I'd rather see. Players get opportunities that deserve it versus uh, hoarding somebody because he's waiver, you know, or waiver eligible. Right. If he's that good, then he'd be playing on the roster. You wouldn't have to be worried about that, right? Well, and- for the most part, I mean, there's certain circumstances. I know at the beginning of the year, like there's a little bit of a quagmire with the cap and all that kind of crap. But at this point, the JAD guy is known quantity. It, he he's couldn't be an NHL player, but it, no, I yeah, I, I get it, and I'm just saying without even worrying about any of that stuff too. Leferriere, he's he's had his how many games have we played? Nineteen games. 
and four points. Yeah, he's he's a he's a promising, good young, almost NHL ready kid. I, let's see someone else. Yeah, no, and, and I think it would do him good to play in the minors for. Yeah, he, he, has think, he played in the minors yet? Or he did one is, game, is, two games yeah. last year at the end. Yeah, of the last year. year. Okay, so this, this is first year pro then, because uh, he's coming out of first real, yeah. college, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, let, I, let, let, let him play. I'm surprised they let, like, given him this much rope. To be quite frank, like um, I think what it is for, I bet they had plans if Leferrier did what he's doing to have Fagamo come up, but the fact that he got claimed kind of put a wrench into that. And then it seems like Turcott, they want to play him at center. I think he's played exclusively at center this year in in Ontario, and Which I is, wonder if that's where. Well, then not... that begs the question: Why didn't they call yeah, him then up right now? Why, yeah, why like is when Lazat's out? Like, yeah. True. You know, yeah, yep, true. But I, I mean, beg, I, I beg that had, question. They had they had Lewis and and Jad, who they could play there. But I mean, I would like to see him up. I, I said it at the beginning of the year, and Rob kind of seconded it. Like he's made of glass, but I think he's ready and. Throw him out there if he if he gets broken, that sucks, and he could be a second third line guy for us. Right, but just just I, this I know we've already said this, but I'm gonna say it one more time too. The Ferrier down. We bring up Turcotte. He could be playing that center in that that fourth line, and Kaliev could be playing with Dubois and Grundstrom. I mean, there's just so many different. Ways they could have gone about it, but but they might know that Lazat's coming back next game or something that we don't know that, so maybe and, that's why. And we're thirteen three and three, and yeah. you're an idiot, and you're an idiot, and you're an idiot, and we don't run the team, right? Right. Very true. Yeah. So, yeah. but I mean, I would I would like to think though that the management wants to see what they have in 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 Turcotte, you right. know. Uh, you know, before he becomes a player that's waiver eligible, you know, uh, obviously he's been hurt for a long period of time, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, you strike while the iron's hot sort of thing, right. you know, like LaFerrier earned his opportunity in training camp. Sure. But, uh, you know, who, who's to say that, that Turcotte cannot outproduce, uh, uh, I would think that he has the potential to outproduce LaFerrier. So what's the harm in setting LaFerrier down at this point? I, I think they missed an opportunity with Lazat. Uh, I think the only the only thing they like with LaFerrier is his speed compared to Kaliev on that line. Just gives him a little bit different look, but he hasn't finished, and that's the only problem. You know, what they could do for the next few years going forward is they could technically keep both Turcotte and Lazat in that fourth line center role and just rotate them back and forth on LTIR, you know, because they're both small and concussion prone. So let's see how that goes. I don't know. I mean, the thing is, like, what do you do long term with Turcotte? I mean, you got three centers now locked up for at least, what, the next four or five years? I think that's Rob's trade. It's Turcotte. I think that's part of Rob's. He said he wanted to talk about trades. I think that's his trade guy. It's Turcotte. No, you're I mean, for better or for worse, we're committed to like up the metal for the foreseeable future, right? I mean, so are no, we though? I'm, are we though, Joe? Like, if uh, if your notorious PLD doesn't ever step up, and he's not a long term number one option, and well, yeah, I think he, uh, from what I read, that he doesn't have a no trade clause. I think for at least at least 
the first we're not we're not moving pld i I wouldn't expect them to either i did the curious thing is well nobody's going to even take them at that with that contract yes and then kopitar he's kopitar's only got like 15 16 years left so we got to think about that too (laughs) yeah in which that's a whole other thing i mean i thought it was kind of interesting when they signed kopitar for those years and i have no problem with it i just don't like the timing of it just like we talked about the coach getting re-upped at the beginning of the year um Hey, Kopitar yeah, I, hasn't even hit his prime yet, Joe. He's a robot, man. Uh, it, it is beyond impressive. Uh, yeah. yeah. I was I was re- reading a, the uh, HF words thing the other day, the NHL talk. I'm like, who are like legit Hall of Famers that are playing right now? And every person that posted included him on there, which I think is a no brainer. But uh, yeah, I don't think there's anybody in the league. Uh, players and fans included that dislike Kopitar. I mean, we could be playing against our, our most hated opponents, and I'll jump on their boards, and they're like, "Damn it, I hate the Kings, but damn, do I respect Kopitar? He's just, just pure class, and just yeah, he's one of the greatest centers of all time." So, you love to see it. So what I what I was uh, the trade I'm thinking of, Darren. I just. I think about our right-handed defenseman nonstop. You know, it's just, what are we doing? I figured it out. I'll tell you when you're ready. No, I, I, here you go. Matt Roy, Victor Arvidsson, picks and, and any prospect. Kaliev included. Damn. And then, and just, yeah, here you go. Here you go, Edmonton. Give us, give us Leon or, or Connor. I hate Leon. You, you guys make you guys choose. <laughs> I I can't stand either one of them. Yeah, but if if that's what we need to win the Stanley Cup, right? Well, the, but yeah, but they haven't won the Stanley Cup, so that, that's like what, like why was I'm curious. Maybe you're just being facetious, but I'm, I am. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Sorry, took the bait. Uh, but Not yeah, a, I mean. Uh, on the right-handed defenseman thing, obviously there's got to be a space for Clark at some point. So on that point, like what what do you think happens long term? What we, what we'll we do see. is we we rotate. I mean, we when we finally bring bring Clark up, we just rotate him and Spence uh, on right-handed do there. That was, and eventually, that's short term. That's short term. Long term. Spence. I don't, I don't know. Play. Daddy has too much time left. Do you guys think he does on the Kings? Well, he's got another no. three years on his contract. Yeah, I, I think no, on, honestly, I it's Roy. Roy. Yeah, I mean, he's got to be the one who goes. Yeah, There's he, no way you're getting rid of Dowdy. I mean, one Hall of Famer. Two, his his level of play is not dropped off. He's still. I know Rob likes to crap on him at times or whatever, but <laughs> I, I'm sure that he will agree with me that he is definitely a top ten defenseman in the league right now. I, I have I have not crapped on him in. Almost two, in almost two seasons. Okay, fair yeah. enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, no, because he, because he's played, he's finally playing the way I wish he's played his whole career. I mean, he's he's just a lot smarter now. Well, and he's all, yeah, it's less of the theatrics and uh, yeah. emotional. I mean, he still has that to him, which you want, yeah. right? But yeah. Well, but how about this though? So you guys are saying Roy because you want to keep Spence. Spence is kind of the same player as Clark, so Clark has higher upside. 
why wouldn't you know if if uh, Spence does a lot better this salary. year, gets a lot of points, he might have a lot more trade value than salary. Rob. Salary. I'm ju- I'm just it's, saying it's, Spence's cost control. This is a problem with like so with the salary cap. Like what you see, like a lot of like, and the Kings did this too. Like when they won the, the cup, you got to have they had Toffoli, Pearson, cost control, and that's that's been the big knock on on the Kings. Yes, but the, sal- the, the, the the shit that I read fans complaining about is just the mismanage of prospects because you want that funnel of younger players to come because it's cost control for X amount of years, right? So Spence is like, what, he's 21, I think, 22? Right. 22. So he's not breaking the bank for at least another couple of years. Right, but, uh, with, but with that, so we're... Is, so, is, so is Clark, right? So that's why Roy is odd man out. Now, playing style, I want Roy there. He's more physical, um, obviously more proven. Uh, right. You know, he's played more. Um, and I think he's a great player. Uh, all things equal, I'd rather have Roy than Spence. I just think he's pricing himself out. He's playing so well. Yeah, no, and, and, and he's that's right, what I'm saying. Right. That's why he keeps Spence. Like he, right. you, you don't really have a choice. And, Somebody's got to go. There's people. It's not Dowdy. Right. So you're looking at it from price perspective, not what can yeah. we get back for him. So this is what I'm saying. There, and both. there's people. I mean, both, but yeah, but. I mean, we're still. I mean, the salary cap's going gonna up. Pay, somebody's we're, gonna pay more for. Somebody's gonna pay more for Roy, and. He's more expensive to us in dollars than Spence. So he's an uh, they, he's an unrestricted free agent at the end of this year. Okay, I didn't know and, that. Yeah, and and yeah. there's there's people out there that that get mad at me because I keep throwing out Roy, but it's exactly what Joe's saying. When when we're trying to figure out salary cap stuff and everything, Roy is valuable. So I mean, right now at three million dollars, and the way he plays, yeah, I would rather have guys that play like Roy, but not under restricted free agent at the end of this year. And he's just, he's playing so well, he's going to make more than 3 million next year. Right. So we got, we got what we got the salary cap increase. We got Mike Richards coming off the books. We're probably going to trade Arvidsson. Um, well, he's in, he's we're going to see a UFA too. Who? Right. Who? Arvidsson. Yes. He's UFA yeah. as well. So, I mean, so, I mean, but that's more money off the books. Um, also, Gavrikov is only signed for one more year. What if he doesn't resign? You're going to get rid of that entire second unit and have, but Mikey yes. Anderson is our only stay-at-home no, defenseman. I would bet. Than... I would bet Gavrikov stays. He he what? signed a two-year deal because he wanted to be a UFA. And you don't think he'll make more money than Roy? And the free agent? No, market? he will. But he will. but it won't matter because the salary cap's going up and and Richardson's coming off the board. Exactly. And, so and we're good. Yeah. So, so we're good. Keep them all. <laughs> I, I just don't see us trading Roy this year, uh, unless we're getting like, well, if UC we don't, Saros or something. No, if, if we're trying like to get that. the cup, we're not going to trade him this year. The point no. being, no, the point being, if we don't trade him, he's walking. We are not going to sign him when we got. But I'd rather Brent take the Clark. risk. And... We're not signing him next year. No, I, I understand that. So if but we I'd don't trade him, we get nothing for together. him. Okay. I'm just telling you. Yeah, I understand. I'd rather keep the team together right now as it is. Yeah, I would totally agree with Darren. There's no reason. If you have to lose it for nothing, I I, I get what you're saying, Rob. Right. But the, I mean, I think it would be boneheaded to, to move. Yeah, this, it sucks. The smart, the smart move would be, if you are going to do that, would be to do it. Roddy was saying earlier, him and uh, uh, Clark and Spence should be rotating. 
so that if you have a comfort level that all right he uh clark can uh legitimately fill his role in terms of physicality the, the other thing too along. is we don't have that depth there like we did previous years we don't have yeah. rounds anymore we don't have it, it, we don't it, have anybody behind it, clark what happens if there's an injury you know so i i don't think they're have the luxury of no, we're not trying to, to trying to acquire assets for somebody that's unless we go on a Oilers type run right now. Don't don't start. No, either. don't hedge. Don't hedge. Don't say unless nothing. I'm just telling you. Yeah, that's what come, I mean. We're come not playoff to come playoff time, and we need whatever the what's needed. We don't need anything right now. Okay, <laughs> so we stand pat. If it ain't broke. I don't see a oh an uh, avenue where it makes sense to to right. move him like unless like I said if you it, it would if you were rotating Spence and and Clark and those two are proving themselves very capable right and then by some misfortune you know a right hander gets injured for a short period of time and and those both those two Spence and Clark are in the lineup at the same time and, and everything's moving forward. Okay. Then, then maybe you can consider that, but I think it would be foolish to do that. Agreed. Until that time comes. Foolish. That's uh, our management's middle name, isn't it? Well, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I'll let you know after the next pair rankings come out. They have a lot of people uh, eating crow so far. I mean, time will tell on that front. But I mean, look, it sucks to lose guys for nothing. But if you have a replacement in your depth, we do. Like it's it's not that it's not as big of a deal. You know what I mean? And worst case scenario, you try in the offseason to trade his signing rights for a seventh or sixth round pick. And you have to remember, Matt Roy was a seventh. Was he seventh rounder for us? Right. Yeah, yeah, he was pretty deep. So, like, you know, the value we've gained from him has already been earned. We, if we don't get anything back for him, you know, it sucks. I'd rather get something for him, but I'd rather keep the team together for this this run that we have going on. Yeah, I think Kings management would rather lose him in free agency than go into the playoffs with two rookie defensemen on the right hand side. Right. Yeah. So. And that's what, and that's basically what it's going to come down to. If we run deep, deep, deep into the playoffs, which I think we will, um, that just makes them even more unsignable. Probably. Yeah. I mean, the only the only way it's not is if we trade Spence for a second round pick, like we did Jersey, and Roy gets the money that Arvidsson would get. And we lose Arvidsson for nothing. Or how's this? Resign Roy long term and trade Spence. That's yeah, that's what I said. That's yeah. pretty much what I said. Wait. My question to you is, uh, what are we doing with Byfield? What what turn or do you think we're gonna give him an eight year deal like most of these rookies are getting or like these young guys are getting? Uh, he, I would bridge him. You'd bridge him. Yeah, just 
because I don't know. He he could be special with his size and his speed. He could be he could be Kempy for right? sure. And, and that's that's more. I feel like that's more of an argument for doing the eight year five and a half than it is for doing a three year four and a half. I don't think he's going to accept that if he continues to have the year that he's having right now. If he uh, he'll accept it and he'll like it. Yeah, I mean, if he ends up with sixty plus points this year, for sure. Um, so maybe it's eight by six and a half or whatever. But I mean, the bottom line. I mean, yeah, I don't know what the Kings plan with him in the future. To keep him on the wing or what? But hey, uh, I guess they've already I made mean, that. He's he's like, got to start scoring more goals if he wants to do himself any favors. Otherwise, the Kings could bring in mediation. And say, well, he's a byproduct of having. You know, the top center and, and other wing on the team. So you could say you could, you could say that last year. This year is different. He's um, definitely a, 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 a driver. contributing. He's not a passenger anymore. Yeah. Hey Rob, who do we got in the upcoming schedule? All right, so we got uh, two more home games. We got Capitals and the Avalanche. Ooh. Um. Then we go on the road for four gamer. We go to Columbus, Montreal, Islanders, and Rangers. So that's that's six games. That's twelve points. Okay, let's do this. Capitals, Avalanche, Blue Jackets, Canadians, Island Islanders, Rangers. Twelve points. What do you got, Joe? I'll give nine. Nine points. That's nice. That's nice. That is nice. That's nice. That's that's more optimistic than your last one. It was. It was. I'm yeah. proud of you. Which will probably. I, I was gonna. I was gonna bet on five points out of Joe. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not that pessimistic. I just figured like uh, the last time around from, you know, uh, just being conservative. I just you know they were playing so hot. I, I really did not anticipate for what are they at? five wins in a row now. Um, no, it's four. But yeah. Uh, Rodney, how many points should we get in the next six games? Ten out of twelve. Ten out of twelve. Is that two uh, overtime losses or is that one loss? That's one loss. Do you have anybody in mind? Jay Quick. No. The revenge game. No. No, we will win that game. Uh, it's going to be somebody random that you wouldn't think, like okay. uh, like Columbus. Something like that, yeah. Something, something you wouldn't think. <laughs> trap game. It's gonna be a trap game that gets us. Yeah, exactly. Like tonight's was right. <laughs> so, Darren, Darren, what I, you got? I'm, a, I, I'm ten points. We're losing to Jay Quick. Wow. Send him out and shut us out. So you know what that means, right? That means we're we're you're putting us on a nine game win streak. That's fine. Okay. I, I think right. we get revenge against the the Avalanche, and I think we're better than. You said Washington, they can't play defense. Right. Columbus, Montreal. they can't they're, play they're defense. Terrible. Montreal, we just saw what happened. They'll probably lose uh, against the Islanders. The Islanders, the Islanders, they could play defense. They could. They're that'll be like a three-two game. But I think the Rangers are a really good team, and I think Jay Quick comes out and he is fired up. And the next time they do their best moment, that's going to be his best moment, beating my former team. All right, Rob. What about you? How many points? Um, 
I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go nine. I, I I'm gonna go nine. Yeah. Is that three zero and three, or is that? Yeah, I think we're three zero and three. I was gonna say, is that six overtime losses? Or and just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> How does that math work? No, uh. I. Um, that back to back in New York scares me a little bit. That's all. Yeah. But that's at the end. We might do another one of these before that happens. So never know. We'll talk about it. Yeah, yeah. especially the next two games are spread out over a week. Yeah. So. <laughs> How about that Kempe hit, Joe? What do you think about that? Oh, oh yeah. Why God. did that come up? Why did that come up? Dude, that was a thing just of did. beauty. So, it, was so, against, it was so fresh and so clean. Vitrano, too. Especially against Vitrano. Right. He, he's our best right. defense. Who's that? Baby Perry, right? Vitrano? Yeah, I called him he, Corey Perry Light. When he, when he stopped up like that, out just like, oh, he <laughs> ran into a brick wall. That was great. And, you know, to the Ducks players' credit, like, he took a late camp. Yeah, he did. He, he did. got up and was like. Yeah, they didn't try to fight him for a clean hit or whatever. You, you know what that game was missing? What was that? Zegris. So I could have even more hate. <laughs> uh, is he hurt or something? Yeah, he just yeah, he's been hurt. So they they got underneath my skin watching that game again. When the ruckuses started coming up, yeah, all, all yeah. the stupid little cheap stuff. It pisses me off. Yeah, who you expected that out of that team with Matrano and Gudis and freaking Gudis. All right, Kings fans, that's our show for today. Don't forget to like subscribe and high stick that notification bell until next time stay classy go kings go go kings oilers still suck that's the truth